Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, You Are What You Eat. Our text, John 6, 53-58. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. My flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. We're still in the Christmas season, but in the spirit of of the first uh, month of the year, it is appropriate to think about resolutions, right? (laughs) This is the season of New Year's resolutions. I found some interesting statistics about resolutions. Uh, Nearly half of all Americans set them, and a great deal of the resolutions that we set involve, guess what, food and losing weight. Well, here's a bit of advice for those of you who have resolved to lose weight. You are what you eat. If you fill up your body with fat, you're going to be fat. If you fill up your body with carbs, you're going to be fat. If you eat a lot of unhealthy foods, you're going to be unhealthy. And that is your spiritual advice today as well. That's the sermon in a nutshell. You are what you eat. Now, the scholars joke that food was really important to Jesus. Jesus literally ate his way through the Gospels. There was the wedding at Cana. There was the feeding of the 5,000. The meals he ate with the Pharisees when he talked to them about hypocrisy and, and honoring the Sabbath. He shared meals with everybody, with Zacchaeus, with Matthew the tax collector. He ate with prostitutes and outcasts and sinners. He preached about feasts and banquets and fish fries and clam bakes. And I imagine he showed up at the barbecues. <laughs> meals are key to fellowship in the Gospels. They are key to the Gospel message. And here he is in John, the sixth chapter, speaking of the necessity of a feeding on his body, being filled with his spiritual nourishment. Verse 54, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day, for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Now, the Jews were thoroughly upset when Jesus said this. Of course, they weren't paying close enough attention. They thought he was speaking literally. But Jesus had just made a comparison between himself and the manna that God gave the Israelites when they spent 40 years wandering in the desert. God was giving them food that would sustain them day to day. But Jesus says, I am the bread of life. This food is for eternity. Jesus was teaching them as he teaches us His life has to become our own. His life 
has to become our own. Now, when we talk about our physical diets, health experts assure us it depends on the kind of food we eat. And one of the biggest culprits, I know you're going to know what I'm getting ready to say, our biggest enemy, sugar. Researchers from the Mid-America Cancer Institute have done recent studies where they injected rats with crack cocaine through IV. And once they inject sugar into the rat system, almost all the rats will switch from cocaine to sugar. That's because sugar is addictive. And if your cabinets are filled with frosted flakes or Fruit Loops or Cocoa Puffs or cookies or crackers or donuts or all those syrup-filled sodas or juices... Your cupboards are filled with junk. Processed sugar, it's basically junk. Sugar contains no nutrients. It's high in fructose, which is bad for your liver. Too much of it can contribute to diabetes. Too much of it can elevate your insulin, which actually they say now can lead to cancer. It causes obesity. It is addictive. So know that because when you think spiritually about junk food, it's really kind of the same premise. Most of what we take in from the world is junk. It, 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 you know, it's like sugar. It's cheap to get. They mark up the price, and then it becomes addictive. Uh, I'm worried about our government, and I know there's a lot of uh, disagreement and polarization over who's in and who's out, but I'm worried about our government in general uh, offering us junk. The Bible says that government is supposed to maintain a moral authority and protect citizens from evil, maintain safety, security, and peace, and promote the common good. And so I pray that those who are in power now will keep that in mind. I really pray that because governments are supposed to be focusing on, you know, among all the other things they have to focus on, on the poor. So I'm going to just say a little prayer and hope that our government focuses on the poor because if they're not, that's junk. You see, we get a lot of junk out here. Television. I was in television for 170 years. I'm just joking. Of course, that's not true. But I've been television long enough to know that what, what used to be real is now kind of turning into junk. And I don't care what network you watch. The competition has become stiffer, and so there's a lot of pressure to just put stuff out faster. And what you get, um, I'm afraid you're getting some junk. And, and there's more commercials on TV than anything else. I think you have to be very discerning on what you watch on television. There's a lot of toxicity. There's a lot of junk in the air. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Dot org. Click on giving. Thank you. God bless you. We're talking about junk food versus real food. And there's just a lot of junk spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, socially in the air. So we have to be careful. 
There are people who, I hate to say this, but they are really kind of representing junk. People who are bullies, people who are negative, people who want to gossip, and they pull you down. We have our own junk inside our hearts uh, we, when we become judgmental and, and unforgiving or if we uh, gossip a lot or if we blame others for our problems. So Jesus' choice of this analogy of eating healthy is genius. You are what you eat. If you put junk in, junk's going to come out. If you hang out with people who bring you down, you're going to go down. I'm just saying it. If you watch television and all you see is junk, vampires and people killing each other, that's what's in your head. That's what's in our children's heads. But Jesus says, listen, feed on me. I am the bread that comes down from heaven. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. And we have to make sure that that's not just our focus, but the focus in our families, the focus for our children. I'm reading a book that I highly recommend. It's called You Are What You Love. You Are What You Love, James K.A. Smith. And it's all about how we form habits. And essentially, I'm paraphrasing now, you have to remember, it takes time and effort to become an alcoholic, to become obese, to become a junkie. And it will take time and effort to undo the habit. Uh, Sometimes we think we can just get up on New Year's Day and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm changing cold turkey. The problem is, that's not really possible for most of us. You can't think your way into change. You can't change overnight most time. Uh, It's about this idea of homeostasis. The body wants to stay where it is. So you have to put effort into changing habits. And it's not just uh, kind of what you do. It's it's what you love. It's where where you want to put your your focus, where you where you put your attention. You have to replace bad habits with something else. Forming habits are in our DNA. And according to this author, Smith, and according to the Bible, as as a human being, you are going to love something. Romans 6, 16, you're a slave to whatever you obey. Everybody obeys something. See, we think, oh, no, that's not true. But it is true. Bob Dylan wrote a song. Remember that song? I can't sing. But the words are, you may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You may like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champ of the world. You may be a socialite with a string of pearls. But you're going to serve somebody. Yeah, indeed, you're going to serve somebody. The question you really have to ask yourself is, What do you want? Who do you want to serve? Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Every first Sunday, our church and many other churches uh, celebrate the sacrament of communion. And I wonder, we do it so often, there's the risk that it just becomes rote. But if you think about this idea of this ritualized meal, making sacred this critical necessity of taking in, you begin to understand what Jesus is talking about. Uh, The Lord's Supper is not just a way of, of remembering. It's actually a feast that nourishes our spirits and our hearts. And it reminds us that Jesus wants us to take him more seriously. It seals our intent of feeding totally on Jesus, not not just taking him in lightly, 
uh, you know, but really feeding on Jesus. Let's go back to the text real quickly. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me. Now, the word eat in this passage, I read in a commentary, actually means more than just eat. Trogo in Greek means to chomp or munch audibly. (laughs) I love that because that means you're not just politely tasting the Lord. You're chowing down. That's like when you grow up in the South and you eat barbecue and you can't just eat it quietly. You eat it loudly because you love it. You're satisfied with that barbecue. So you make noises and and you have to have space and you have to have a lot of napkins and, and you can't have a fork. You have to eat it with your hands. That's what Jesus is saying. If you really want me, you need to come on in. You need to devour me. You need to really desire me. This has to become your real obsession, if you if you want to use that word. We want to be nourished and satisfied with Jesus. And that means that we, we choose Jesus above all else. And we stay with Jesus more than anything else. In traffic, uh, when you're cooking, when you're having your quiet time, uh, you, you taste and see that the Lord is good. And if you just start that exercise today, taking Jesus in, really getting into those verses and not just memorizing them, but abiding in them, that's when you can begin to to really understand this real food that we need so desperately. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you love